Thank you for tuning in to the Soul Podcast, and I am your host, Brother Hall. The Soul Podcast is an acronym for Seekers of Universal Light. Thanks for tuning in this fine day. And today's topic is the mystical life. Is it all full of roses? Disclaimer. The Copyright Act of 1976 allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, education, and research. I am discharging my freedom of expression, which includes the right to seek and receive, as well as to impart information and ideas of all kinds. And again, thanks for tuning in. And will we go out into the world or get the news from the world with all the catastrophes that's going on on the planet we probably need or should need a different source of ways to commune with that something that's divine something that's that's different something that's that can help people man there's so much stuff's going on in the world right now and some people say that they knew all of this stuff was coming by them being tapped into their intuition by them being tapped in into nature those people could be called mystics in the past or in today's terms that was dealing with uh, different frequencies, vibrations, and uh, energy. And when we see those catastrophes, we should be able to send positive energy to those areas to give the human beings that's going through those catastrophes some peace well, today's topic is the mystical life. How do I get entangled into this mystical life? Or how, do it, how did it evolve in me to unfold as that rose? And what about those thorns that is on the rose? A natural rose has thorns. You know, we, we take them off for so we won't get uh, scraped and scratches and poked by the thorns. But thorns serve a purpose. And I think the same thing in the mystical life, dealing with uh, being a mystic, those thorns are also classified as different stages, <laughs> as, it, as some people would call them. And when we're dealing with thorns, is the mystical life full of a bed of roses? No, it's not, the quick answer. But I think it's more of the roses the, the aroma of the rose and the unfold, unfolding of the rose that is more is is better than uh, those thorns but those thorns serve a purpose and we also got to learn our lessons from the thorns the mystical life as I came across it was dealing with uh, of course our consciousness free will and the meaning of life I got my lesson my first lesson from that back in 1995 during my near-death experience. Long story short, uh, there was a, in the process of making, up my, making out my toe tag. Uh, I was on life support. Uh, after they was doing what they was doing, I started back breathing again. So after that time, uh, after that experience, maybe around three to four months later, I started noticing, noticing some things that was different. Usually picking up in energy, emotions, and vibrations, as I would call it. I was able to pick up emotions, also termed as being an empath. I would be able to pick up emotions off uh, t off the TV. And this was something totally different than what I was experiencing previously, before this uh, near-death experience. These emotions was 
strong, meaning that they were so strong I didn't know where it was coming from. No, usually when you watch a movie, you know that the movie is fake, it's entertainment, it's entertainment only, and um, the emotions of the actors wasn't real. But in this, in, in my situation, of course I knew that the, the emotions wasn't real and it was just quote unquote acting. But those emotions that I was picking up didn't feel like acting, they felt real. So after I started, you know, looking it up on the internet, uh, what was going on with me, because I couldn't actually go and talk to somebody at the time. I didn't have no foundation at all dealing with mysticism or the mystical life. I eventually came across a pamphlet from the Rosicrucian Order called The Mastery of Life. And in that pamphlet, they talked about a couple of things that caught my attention. Uh, some of the things that they talked about, I'm just going to skim over a little bit of it. They talked about the, our physical level. They talked about our mental level, emotional, uh, psychic, and spiritual levels upon many other things. But in this Master of Life uh, pamphlet, this pamphlet can also be found on online. Just type in the Rosicrucian Order. Um, and from that, you can pull it up. Uh, it is spelled R-O-S-I-C-R. U-C-I-A-N and uh, that pamphlet will pop up called The Mastery of Life. In that pamphlet, they talk about the physical level uh, which you will be given specific techniques to reduce stress and speed up your body's natural healing processes. Another thing that caught my attention in the Rosicrucian Studies was that um, they also talked about specific knowledge of metaphysics, mysticism, psychology, parapsychology, philosophy, science, and this is, the, these topics are not taught by conventional educational systems or traditional religions. You will learn techniques for relaxation, meditation, and how to use visualization as a tool to achieve many different goals. On the emotional level, we develop a greater sense of confidence and inner peace that comes from knowing how to tap into your inner wisdom to find the answers to your life's challenges, those thorns that I was talking about on the rose. This inner peace helps you uh, remain calm, centered, and focused in the midst of crisis, makes you a source of strength for others, and promotes more harmonious personal relationships with your friends and loved ones. On the psychic level, awaken your deeper psychic sense, a natural faculty, which is dormant in, the mo in most people and only needs to be developed. That's that unfoldment of that rose. We already have it in us, but we have to unfold it. Enhance the strength and power of your inner being. Bring it to a higher standard of operation and open up a whole new resource for increased intuition, insight, create creative inspiration, and intuitive solutions to problems. Again, tapping back into those catastrophes or on lower levels, your everyday situations that you have to deal with. On the spiritual level, achieve a gradual inner awakening, leading to a permanent awareness of the unity of all creation and your personal relationship with the oneness of the universe. And that was the short introduction of what caught my attention 
while looking up resources to deal with what I was experiencing. And upon reading that Mastery of Life, and what led me to the Mastery of Life was dealing with, uh, of course, the, the feelings and the thoughts that I was having and how do I deal with them. Is this really me? Is this a part of me? Or is this something new? So eventually, I would have to start asking myself a very important question. Who am I? That who am I will lead to other questions and other answers. And the one thing I had to deal with was my own cognitive dissonance. And what is cognitive dissonance? Uh, cognitive dissonance is basically a mental discomfort from two different conflicting beliefs, values, or attitudes. When you have one thing in your head, you've always been taught, you've always been told, and then you come across new information that may butt against what you've always been taught or what you've always been told. And you're trying to figure those two out. Two out. You're trying to balance those two out. That is cognitive dissonance. So I think it's Buddhism that says that when you are seeking, seeking knowledge, seeking wisdom, seeking understanding and understanding, when you start doing that path, you have to pour out your cup with what you think you already know. Meaning that you can't add anything else to your cup because your cup is already full. So you have to pour some of it out, not the whole thing, some of it, to add more to your cup. And I thought that was uh, pretty profound. And another little etymology of things, uh, what is a mystic? One who practices mysticism or one who has been initiated. That's what a, a mystic is. So those terms you will come across a lot. And actually, once I got over my cognitive dissonance, I was more open to learning. I was more open to accepting new knowledge and new information because I didn't have to fight against it. And the one thing I had to overcome was uh, something that I always thought about, and that was spirituality versus religion. And of course, religion had its purpose, and spirituality is something that you're born with. And when I first started to dissect the word spirituality, after I became initiated, I found the word ritual inside the word spirituality. If I break it up by the prefix and suffix. And the, <laughs> it is kind of funny that the prefix of spiritual is spy, S-P-I. And then you got the, the rest of it, which is ritual spying the ritual that takes on a totally different understanding and also what i found out dealing with spirituality you do not need and intermediaries are not needed to commune with the sublime self-inquiry is always a tool in mysticism because you're questioning everything and you're also questioning yourself in mysticism and that is basically slowly awakening the God force that's already within you. That God spark that's already within you. You are slowly unfolding that when you ask questions. You are sending out those signals of energy into the universe to go find your answer and bring them back to you. That's another understanding of that aha moment that we have. Or that what that means. Or... You know, that those chills you get, which is a different frequency when that signal come back to you with the answer. And you know what the answer is, or you feel that that is the right answer when that energy comes back, which is a vibration. And trying to, to learn from nature, trying to study nature, that would also include 
our own rhythms and frequencies, the biological rhythms that we have internally, right? Our psychological changes that we have every seven years. So every seven years, I don't, I'm not thinking the same frequency. I'm not on the same rhythm. At the age of seven, at the age of 14, at the age of 28, so on and so forth. Those seven years, I think totally, within those seven years, I'm changing, evolving, and having different experiences. I'm 48 now, so I done been through a lot of changes of thought, for the better or for the worse. But it's just a natural rhythm that's in nature. You know, we already know about our biological rhythms, dealing with our metabolism, our heart rate, our blood pressure, our body temperature, hormone levels, and urine production. Those are on our biological rhythms, which is our internal clock, right? And most of these rhythms work roughly within 24-hour cycles. And that's why I think every seven years our psychology is on a different cycle like every seven years and we also have different or longer time frames or uh different cycles menstrual cycles for one our circadian rhythm cycle and you got different other cycles that we go through uh the circadian rhythm is every 24 hours our durino cycle is night and day right our ultra danian cycle is less than 24 hours and then you got other cycles that we go through um, a monthly cycle and a yearly cycle those are some of the stages of uh, our biological cycles we also have mystical cycles our mystical cycles deal with awakening uh <laughs> purgation illumination the dark night cycle and the union cycle the awakening cycle is pretty much dealing with uplifting experiences, higher vibrations, you learning something new about life. Uh, it starts with questions. And when you start uh, listening to your own inner self, that is the awakening cycle. The purgation cycle or the cycle of purging reflects back to those uh, thorns from the rose. Deals with self-discipline, overcoming habits, uh, state of the state of crucifixion and change. The state of cru crucifixion is dealing with uh, the burdens that you may be carrying and dealing with those. Uh, we also have something that's called whether ridiculed or praise. That's a different cycle dealing with uh, purgation or purge, purgement or purging. That is another cycle that we can get deep into. Then you have the dark night cycle. Uh, we Then you have the illumination cycle which is clear insight or intuition the dark night cycle the illumination cycle is also dealing with those signals coming back to you with the answer to your question that's illumination and it's a different vibration when you get that answer back it's a different feeling it's hard to explain over a podcast or with my voice but you have to know it when it comes to you through experience. Or you will learn that the more you use it. The next stage is the dark night. Which again can reflect the thorn of the rose. And those again are dealing with crucifixion or challenges in life. And the elementals. And dealing with nature. The union cycle or mystical union is when you find your purpose. And this will be... All of these cycles may be overlapping throughout your lifetime. You cannot say, well, this is just this stage and it ends here and another one begins there. 
it's more like uh, if you put two hula hoops together and then you spread them apart till you get to the edge of the hula hoop and they overlap it's more like that you have one cycle that overlap another cycle and it may last some time how much time I don't know because <laughs> uh, I'm still in the process of going to every single last one of these cycles and I've been doing it for years I think this also can be a hindrance to new candidates coming into any initiatic order and these cycles especially purgation in the dark night it can expose the havoc that's going on in your life and some things that you need to deal with and depending on what your teaching is there are also seven other stages which is dealing with the alchemical process of changing lead into gold your base nature into something more divine that is how that is interpreted and all of these stages in the whole entire aspect of the mystical life is dealing with vibrations and different frequencies. A uh, past imperator of the Roach Christian Order once stated that we know that as, and I quote, we know that as each hour of the day passes, the things which we have held in our imagination and which we now allow to pass into the chamber of mental alchemy are likely to be crystallized immediately in earthly form. We must therefore be pure-minded. We must be pure and holy in our imaginary concepts. We must keep the chamber of mental alchemy so clear and so wholesome. End quote. Meaning that don't reflect on things that you don't want to experience. That's what I got from it. So while you're going through the dark night or purgation, don't put all of your mind into it to where you will create more of that purgation or dark night. So you want to put more of your focus on the awakening, illumination, and union. But you have to go to the thorn side of it to smooth all of that out. It plays its part. It plays its role in protecting the the, the, the petals of the rose and this is the way that I see myself spreading the mystic art no we can be like everybody else but that's not I don't think that's going to change too much because you already got the people that surround you that think the same way we need different thoughts I mean currently right now and for the, as long as I've been alive it wasn't manly to cry it wasn't manly to show emotions other than anger right and of course I'm just like everybody else I'm trying to deal with that myself that's that purgation side that's that purging side of controlling anger and then again when we're talking about vibrations we're talking about the spirit versus soul or the spirit and soul eventually you will come across that but it's dealing with nature it's dealing with vibrations in nature that's all it is but we're never taught that going to school or in our everyday lives 
what nature actually is. We only know what nature is on a physical level. Let's take example the spirit. Uh, many institutions may call it by different names. For us Rosicrucians, the spirit is something that is not absolute, if I can say that. The soul is. The spirit is like a piece of it, but not the totality of it. The spirit exists as a perfect equilibrium between the forces of cohesion, adhesion, attraction, repulsion at work in the physical body. The Rosicrucians hold that spirit as a great energy, vibrations pervading all space, is a vibratory energy which travels through space in the form of vibrations. And it also helps in breaking down the physical body after or in the process of making your transition. That what keeps your physical body in a human form or Allah, which is arm, leg, leg, arm, head. And it will, the, the process of cohesion, adhesion, attraction, repulsion keeps it together and it breaks it down. But the soul is that divine essence. And you can also say that I think that's the difference between a diamond and a piece of glass. Their vibrations. The electrons which compose the piece of glass and the diamond. Or the difference in vibrations between pure carbon and glass. And the same thing with also with the catastrophes that's going on daily are dealing with dead hearts. Meaning that different vibratory frequencies. No vib vibratory frequencies dealing with people not being able to feel their hearts. Dealing with people not being able to empathize with other people. And as long as we study nature, we will eventually find out that we have been here before and everything falls asleep and wake back up. The book of knowledge will tell you that. And some of the other questions I eventually came across was, uh, what is my name? And you know, when you, of course, when you're born, you get a, uh, a name from your parents. But is that really you? Do it correspond to your nature? I know in our community, you do get a nickname. And your relatives or your family or friends may never know your government name. Because you will have a nickname. And that nickname will majority of the time corresponds to your nature what you did or what you was involved in or what you liked while you was growing up that's studying our own nature all of nature we are included in nature this also includes the the, the consciousness of animals plants crystals rocks the totality of the elementals knowledge of order that is a universal law we're in the process as initiates to try to change the frequency of vibration from belief to knowledge that's a different 
vibratory rate. And my whole purpose of doing these podcasts is to try to make you think of something besides of the mundane. And I'm laying down seeds for the future for my children and grandchildren and whoever else that comes along. And we also know that scientists are also looking into this. Some people are looking into it to see how they can control people better. Some people are looking into it dealing with that low vibratory rate kind of thing. And if you go ahead and and pick up a book called The Kibayan, it can give you more insight to, to the things I'm talking about tonight. was written by three initiates. I think from uh, Masonic Lodge in Chicago, Illinois, if I'm not mistaken. But you can read that book four or five times. And every time you read that book, you will get new illumination every time you read it because you will pick up on things that you didn't pick up before. That's because you have changed your frequency. And when we go and look at some of the documents from the CIA, they also talk about this uh, mystical life or metaphysics but they're looking at it in a different viewpoint for example this document I have right here was declassified uh, and given out by a foreign request but it wasn't the, the entirety of the document it was a piece of it this was uh, released for public consumption January 25th, 1960. The title of it is uh, Myth of the Soul, Present Day Science Concerning the Psychic Activities of Man. And up under it, it got USSR. It is translated. It's a translation. It was distributed by Office of Technical Services, United States Department of Commerce. Uh, United States Joint Publications uh, Research Service. I could butcher the name of the authors, but I won't do that. You can go ahead and uh, read that yourself. But it's dealing with, it's up under the, uh, the Academy of Medical Science, USSR. Some of the topics that's in that article are dealing with the following. Psychic activity, result of the physiological processes of the brain scientific study of higher nervous psychic activity the effect of the environment on psychic activity is there a psychic life in animals characteristics of the psychic activity of man instincts on the psychic of man science versus superstitions science and religion are incompatible but wait there are other scientists or researchers that are doing their due diligence in this mystical life uh, uh, research of course you have Dean Rayden you may have heard of his name he's a uh, parapsychology researcher an electrical engineer an author he is a researcher for Princeton University in Edinburgh he is also involved in the Institute of Noetic Sciences. I think he's one of the creators of it. 
He has written an article entitled The Conscious Universe, The Scientific Truth of Psychic Phenomena. And uh, you can read his uh, interesting books and works. And he states in the conscious universe, new ideas are accepted in stages. In his uh, introduction, Dean Rayton describes how the acceptance of a new idea occurs in four stages. And I think anybody on this path already know what those four stages are. First, skeptics confidently proclaim that the idea is impossible because it violates the laws of science. Second, skeptics reluctantly concede that the idea is possible, but that is, but that it is not very interesting and its effects are extremely weak. Third, the mainstream realizes the importance of the idea and that its effects are much stronger and more uh, pervasive than previously imagined. And fourth, those who were originally skeptical now proclaim that they thought of it first. <laughs> Dean Rayton also says that with Psy, PSI, we are currently in the most important and the most difficult of the four uh, transitions, from stage one to stage two. While the idea itself is ancient, it has taken more than a century to demonstrate it conclusively in accordance with rigorous scientific standards. This demonstration has accelerated stage two acceptance and stage three can already be glimpsed on the horizon." End quote. Another interesting writer is uh, Ken Wilber. He's a philosopher and a writer of transpersonal psychology. He is the author of Quantum Questions, Mystical Writings of the World's Greatest Physicists. And in Ken Weber's book, he has a chapter called Defense of Mysticism. And a little bit of that states that if I were to try to put into words the essential truth revealed in the mystic experience, it would be that our minds are not apart from the world. And the feelings that we have of gladness, of melancholy, melancholy, and our yet deeper feelings are not of ourselves alone, but are glimpses of our realities transcending the narrow limits of our particular consciousness. That the harmony and beauty of the face of nature is, at root, one with the gladness that transfigures the face of man. We try to express much the same truth when we say that the physical entities are only an extract of pointer readings and beneath them is a nature continuous with our own. But I do not willingly put it into words or subject it to introspection. We have seen how in the physical world the meaning is greatly changed when we contemplate it as surveyed from without instead of as it essentially must be from within. By introspection we drag out the truth of external survey but in the mystical feeling 
the truth is apprehended from within and is as it should be a part of ourselves and i think those are some interesting tidbits into the mystical life and is the mystical life full of uh, roses and hopefully this podcast can help out one person is the mystical life full of roses and the answer is no you will have obstacles in your path to stop you from getting this knowledge it could be your job it could be your lifestyle it could be a number of things but I personally believe that it is protected by the elementals it protects the knowledge protects itself just by what it is and you will not have millions upon millions of people being called to this information because of the nature of this information so I think it protects itself and as long as I can help out one person now or in the future I have did my part in discharging the mystic art and for more episodes of the Soul Podcast can be found on Radio Republic, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And and until next time, Fiat Lux.